Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Speaking of injuries, Key has been saying all week that Baker Mayfield might be trying why to Jay, play. Why did got Jay, my light down? Why, yeah. why does... Why does Jay look like me? He's very dark right now. They got me in the dark. Hmm. Why they just blocked me out like this? That just happened, huh? Light just went out. Key, can you see me? We got a lot. We got a lot going on, man. We got a lot going on in our studios. Damn, That's damn sure. What is happening? Right the worldwide now. leader. Let's get it together. Let's get it together, worldwide leader. Let's go. That's all right. I wouldn't mind being in the dark a little Don't bit. Don't worry, guys. I haven't had I'll sun just, in a minute. I'm gonna take a nap. Y'all got it. Um. So, so Key, you've been saying that Baker might be trying to play this week because of the wrong reasons, right? Like, you don't want a guy out there for the wrong reasons. If, uh-oh, Case Keenum, they're going to drive my price down. Let's hear what Adam Schefter had to say on Get Up yesterday about Baker trying to play this week. If you're talking about preferring Case Keenum over Baker Mayfield, that could lead to a larger conversation when we're talking about Baker's contract. That was my thought as you guys are all talking about preferring Case Keenum. That's a story for another day, and that's another reason why I think Baker Mayfield wants to go. He wants to prove his value, his toughness, his worth, his value to that franchise, and that's why even though he is not healthy, he wants to be out there for his team. Key, your thoughts? There's no, I was going to get there, Max. There is no question that he wants to be out there for his team. Adam is totally right about that. But there's no question that he also sees the opportunity for Case Keenum to put some doubt into Andrew Barry's mind, who's the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, as to say, well, here's an opportunity for us to negotiate on a long-term solution with Baker Mayfield's contract. That number is Case Keenum plays and wins games as Baker Mayfield continues to get healthy. That is a negotiation ploy that they can use against him by saying, hey, buddy, this guy won eight games in this particular system. He went, you know, seven and one, six and two. And that's the conversation where now Baker Mayfield number starts to dip a little. It's not that we don't want him, but we don't want him at that price. We want him at the price that fits what we want to do because, as you've seen, we can win with anybody. And those are the sort of conversations that take place in the back room when you're negotiating, when you have a player like this. Now, Baker Mayfield, just like all of us, have family, have friends, and they're sitting there chirping and telling him, man, you got to get back out there, man. You know, they're going to they try to mess you over. You got to get back out there. So I believe he's trying to force himself out on the field to protect that salary and also help his team win the games. Now, I don't blame him, but if I'm them and he's not 100% ready, I'm not rolling him out there. You know, Key, I, I feel like being an athlete, we've both been ones our whole life, is that there's always this, you want to get out there and you want to compete with your teammates to help them win games, but there's a juncture in everybody's career where you have to be selfish, right? Especially while you're trying to procure the bag. And there's a part of me that wants to tell Baker, this is your time to be selfish and not in a malicious way, but as it relates to making sure that your body is healed to the point that if you get hit again in that shoulder, you can still be okay to continue to play. And 
I know as much as you want to be out there and the, the anxiety you probably have from seeing your money that could be negotiated against you, but as much as you think that somebody thinks that Case Keenum can do well, he can also not do well, right? So there is a, a calculated gamble, and I'd much rather Absolutely. you take that calculated gamble and Absolutely. you come back healthy, Key, because even if Cleveland doesn't give you your money, somebody in the marketplace is going to give you your money. I just hope he's being advised the right way. Well, he's got... But he's got his fifth-year option. Yes, So, in that fifth-year option, I believe it's close to $20 million. So, you good as far as the fifth-year option goes. So, even if Case Keenum goes out there and he balls out, and let's assume that they move on. Let's just say that they go, we don't want Baker Mayfield anymore. They're going to move on for him. Nobody's going to trade for Baker Mayfield with a fifth-year option and give up what it's going to take to get Baker Mayfield and then not extend him. They're going to always trade for you, extend you. Mm. Trade for you, extend you. They're not going to trade for you and not extend you. That's just doesn't, that's not how they do things in the National Football League when you are a high caliber player that was drafted extremely high. They, they look at it and say, okay, we'll give up a first round pick to get Baker Mayfield. They'll give up the first round pick because that's what it's going to take to get a Baker Mayfield. If they decided for whatever weird reason they want to move on from him, and that new team that picks him up is going to have to give him a long-term extension. So he's going to get some money between now and the end of next season for sure. Is it possible that you pick up the fifth-year option and then they franchise him? You know, if they're not sure, it's what happened with Kirk Cousins made a lot of money getting franchised before he got you know, his contract with a different team, by the way. Yeah, but that franchise tag, Max, the franchise tag is probably about (laughs) 40, I think it's about 45 to 50 million. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like, because I still have my head in a few years ago. It's like 32 million. No, 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 no. It's like crazy money in the high 40s now. And don't let Lamar sign first because then it's going to, you're going to look at Mahomes and Lamar. You got to average the top salaries. Oh, it's a lot of money. You might be better off. If you can somehow stay healthy, you probably make more money that way than anything, right? But, yeah, it, 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 it's such an interesting he'll situation. Be, hey, he'll be, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be standing next to Roger Goodell as far as making money. Yeah, you're not, you're not lying. Uh, two years, 128 million. Wow. Yeah. Two years, $128 million. But it's, it's, see, I, didn't, I, didn't, I said it. See, I know Jay, you didn't you say it. I said it. The number. I didn't want to give out the number. I just I just said making money. You always got to give out the number. Because making money to me is like making scraps, not 128 over two years. Um, You know, it's part of Baker Mayfield's situation right now is a <sighs> little bit of bad luck that they signed a really good backup who has had success with the head coach in the past. Case Keenum is like how many teams is he the best backup quarterback in football right now? He's definitely one of them, especially given the situation where his head coach used to be his quarterback's coach when he came in second in the league in QBR to Tom Brady not long ago. He's up there somewhere. Like it's not like if they would have if they would have cheaped out on a on a, a a backup quarterback, Baker wouldn't be under pressure as much right now. I'm trying to think, Key of the top. There's somebody team. somewhere, Max. There's somebody somewhere that Gardner we're Minshew? not thinking about that Gardner like Minshew's we good. might think is out of the league somewhere. Gardner Minshew's good. Yeah, he's good. Um, but I'm trying to think somebody who had long-term success in the NFL 
and is like buried on somebody's roster that's mm. good. I, 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 off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody right off just off the top of my head. Andy Dalton. Yeah, Evan or, said Andy Dalton. I, I, I don't know if I see Andy Dalton. In it, that, that's what I said, Key. When the Cowboys you know, pick you him know up, who, I thought you so, know, but, you know, you know who it is. Who? You know who it is. Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, good that's one. Okay, is. yeah, that's a good Mitch one. Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Mitch Trubisky is a good one. I had to think. I had to think for a minute. By the way, and if it, but so Fitzpatrick, much of it is also so yeah. right. So there's one. So first, there's the issue of who's the backup, and secondly, there's the construction of the team. Like in Chicago, if Chicago had a really good offensive line, we would look at Dalton and Nick Foles a lot differently. We'd be like, "Ooh, they got they got a lot at, at the backup quarterback spot." But because they don't have the line, it's, those aren't the right guys for that team. When you look at the Browns. It's going to elevate the backup anyway because they got the offensive line. They have players on the defense. They have receivers. They have running backs, even though they're hurt right now. It's just a tough spot for Baker to be in at the moment. I, I just – it's um, – for a team that had Super Bowl or bus kind of – and I, I, I know for people who are rational in the football world, they'll look at it as, hey, you know, get to your – win your division, get to a championship. Maybe not Super Bowl, but get to your conference championship – but I, I, expectations are really, really high for this team. It's, and I, I say this again, the way they finished last year had everybody on the edge of their seat about what they could be. And they've gone the opposite way this year. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Tune into Football Action Sunday as the Bears host the 49ers. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're going to continue this conversation and get to the four biggest games of Week 8, including a revenge game for Jameis Winston. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Yeah, it's four downs here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. By the way, on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, all day we're asking, that's at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, who's playing the best football in the NFL right now? Four downs is brought to you by Geico. Happy Geico-ween. Switch to Geico and see if saving money is in your future. Let's do it. First down, Buccaneers at Saints. Bucks at Saints. Okay. I'll take it away. Jameis Winston faces his old team for the first time as a starting quarterback. Key, Jay, I thought last week on a winnable road game in Seattle, 
Jameis had to win. Show the difference between him and Geno Smith, right? A guy who's not really a starter versus a guy who has a team now in Jameis Winston. He did it by not turning the ball over. But against the Bucs, guys, he's got to do more. He can't just not lose the game. He's got to win this game. Let me see Jameis make some positive plays. I know your nephew's not on the field, Key, but I'd like to see a little more than last week. What I would say is I think when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the New Orleans Saints, I'm a strong believer in Sean Payton. He understands what this defense is all about. He's played against them multiple times. They're in the same division. And you mentioned Jameis Winston in Seattle and how he played. Well, that's the way he needed to play in that particular situation to win that football game. He did not turn the football over. I think that is a plus. That is the same thing in the way you approach this football game. Only thing you're going to do that's different is you're going to unleash Jameis Winston against a poor secondary in Tampa Bay. Take some shots down the field. This right. is, uh, this is you know, a lot of people, and I know, Key, you brought up this conversation the other day about the Saints and their ceiling, where he thinks they can get to. This is a massive game because I want to see Sean Payton unleash Jameis Winston. I want to see him against that secondary, and I want to see – I know their defense is good – my question around the Saints is how far can Jameis Winston take them in their offense? That's my big question for them. I'll see that firsthand. One step at a time. He did what he needed to do last week. Take the next step That's this fine. week. last week. I want to see this week. Let's move on. Second down. Titans at Colts. The big issue here for the Tennessee Titans is can you match the intensity of the I almost call them the Baltimore Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, because when you think about the way that they're playing right now with Carson Wentz at quarterback, he's answering a lot of questions about his ability and who he is. He is healthy right now, and Frank Reich is dialing it up with young Michael Pittman Jr. But on the other side of the ball, the Tennessee Titans, that guy, that beast, that running back at Derrick Henry is dominating the line of scrimmage. He is on pace for 2,200 yards, something we've never seen in the National Football League, possibly 2,300 yards. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this football game. The edge to me, though, goes to the Colts. Okay, so a lot of conversations looming around now, Key, where people were talking about the Titans saying, is this team a Super Bowl contender? You know, with the way they played their last two games, I'm just going to say this, and I know Titan fans won't like it. It's hard for me to look at them as a Super Bowl contender when they lost to the Jets. I know the game went into overtime, but I need to see a lot more from them to make me think that Ryan Tannehill and this team and their defense that Mike Brayville was known to be good at need to continue to step up and show me consistency before I can actually take them seriously. Um, I, look, the Titans just beat the two boogeyman teams of the AFC, I right? Yeah, the Bills in, in consecutive the weeks. City, yes, the, the the Chiefs and the Bills, and I I think if they take this game, they're on the road. You beat the divisional rival after you just did what you did. We have to start asking: Agreed. Is that the best team in the AFC? Whether we feel that way or not, like it that way or not, at a certain point, you got to start asking that question. About the Titans. And by the way, Derrick Henry is incredible. Now that there's a 17-game season, we, stat- we have to start adjusting when we hear on pace to. He is on pace to smash the record, but I don't know about on a per-game basis. So wait, how they beat the Bills doesn't matter? It's just that they beat the Bills? It's not that not Josh Allen slipped on the one-yard line to win the game, Key? You know what I mean? Key is, key is anxious how to does move it, matter it along. Now? Okay. Third down, guys. <laughs> Third down. <laughs> Steelers at Browns. I was only anxious to move it along 
Because, Max, when you think about this football game, the Cleveland Browns against their arch nemesis in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can the Browns make it two in a row against the Steelers? Ben Roethlisberger will be underneath the center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But who will be underneath center for the Cleveland Browns? Is it Case Keenum or is it Baker Mayfield? Who will be that guy? It'll be interesting to see. I think on this in this particular football game, though, this is a defensive game for the Cleveland Browns. Jadavion Clowney along with Miles Garrett. Greedy Williams in the secondary along with Denzel Ward. And Hill and Johnson and that cast of characters have to take the next step up against a subpar offense in Pittsburgh. All right. Well, Nick Chubb is back. We know how talented this team is from a running perspective. But also, look, Pittsburgh's defense, man, they've only allowed two rushing TDs this entire year. So we know that Case Keenum is serviceable, but we know they're still going to try to dominate the ball on the ground. Let's see how the Steelers' defense holds up. This, to me, is so interesting because I like the Browns on paper with Case Keenum. I don't think they lose all that much to get the running back back, but I keep telling everyone, you got to look at the Steelers' schedule. Look where they can get wins because Tomlin's going to get some wins. Tomlin ain't having a four-win season, right? This is a winnable game. Yes. And, yeah, and he's going to get some wins until he go, comes to USC. He needs to get those wins before he comes to USC. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> he might win enough to get a college coach as, as a D coordinator, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's good at Tomlin. Tomlin's too competitive to have a losing season. I think we've learned that by now. So when I start seeing winnable games on the schedule, I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I like the Browns, but I don't know, Key. I don't know. All right. Uh, let's move it along. Fourth down, Cowboys at Vikings. The Cowboys are traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. These two offenses mirror each other. You got Amari Cooper. You got Jefferson. You got uh, C.D. Lamb. You got Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. You got two good quarterbacks in Case Keenum. And let's assume Dak Prescott does play. Offensively, they got the same sort of balance. This, is going, this game is going to hinge on the defensive side of the ball. Can Zimmer stop what Kellen Moore is able to dial up mm. and vice versa? Can Dan Quinn stop what they're able to dial up in Minnesota? I do believe, though, the Dallas Cowboys are primed for something special. The Minnesota Vikings clearly have to continue to win games because they don't want to let Green Bay get away too far in front of them, and then they don't have a chance to either compete for a second spot in the division and hopefully a wild-card playoff spot, or try and win the division. But this game is all about the Dallas Cowboys and what they can do on defense. Are the Dallas Cowboys training staff going to let Dak Prescott play? I think Dak Prescott plays. For, for naming this team one of the best teams in the National Football League, one of the things that always kind of leaves me hanging on the edge of my seat, Max, is I'm like, man, just think about this team when they're actually fully healthy. Like, the one name Key didn't mention, Amari Cooper. He's coming back. When does Michael Gallup come back? You start thinking, Key, about all the weapons this team has offensively, and you're like, wow. Well, what could this team be when they're actually complete? I wonder if Dak plays. Does he play the whole game? I hope so. If he does play, I think if he plays, they win. If he doesn't play, they might also win. And, guys, you just said it. Amari Cooper, the thing, Key, I like about him, he wins his matchup. Like, when you single-cover Amari Cooper, he finds a way to get open and wins that matchup, and he hasn't been on the field for them, and they're doing this? They have a lot. Uh, they have a if, lot, and they have a chance to win this game if, even if, without that. If you play Dak Prescott if he can play four quarters, you don't play Dak Prescott if he can only play a quarter or two. Right. It doesn't. You, you don't do that because he's your starting quarterback. 
you got to make sure, and I know, and I know that the training staff will make sure that he's capable of going the distance because you don't want to have to turn to your backup when he's got limited reps in a game that you win, that you need to win. And by the way, if Cooper Rush plays whatever, and that, don't, don't forget, Trayvon Diggs can just make a play that in a game you should lose, you wind up winning. Like the Cowboys have a lot. All right, we have time for the bonus down. Bonus down. Number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State. Key. This is, this is a big game for both parties, right? This is the, what a big boy start. They've had pretty soft schedules along the way. Mel Tucker at Michigan State coming over from Colorado has a lot to prove. Jim Harbaugh, everybody's waiting to see. Can you continue this pace that you're on until you run into the big juggernaut in Ohio State? That'll be the next test when everybody says, can he beat Ohio State? The Michigan State game, no, I think is key because if he loses the Michigan State game, here we go again. Michigan State beats Michigan. It elevates Mel Tucker. If that happens, you watch what I tell you. Mel Tucker's name will skyrocket among coaching vacancies in the National Football League as well as college. That's not the only Big Ten game with championship game implications tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow as Wisconsin hosts Iowa. Presented by Dr. Pepper, coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Did I say Amari Cooper coming back? Did I say healthy, like fully healthy? Because you gave me a weird look when when I said that. No, just now I gave Max a weird look based on the Big Ten Conference and the Wisconsin and Iowa playing each other. I was like, ugh. (laughs) That's why I gave you that look. All right. The Packers. Yeah. The Packers. I like, you know. You know I don't like you know I don't like that type of football. I know. Yes. Just, uh, yes, we are aware. You got to dress. You got to you got to wear. You you got to put on the jacket. It's gonna be raining, and uh, it's just like uh, hog God. molly's up front. <laughs> the Packers haven't lost. Yeah, the hog some slobber up knockers up front. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Packers haven't lost since week one. So uh, are they the best team in the NFC? We'll answer that after Sports Center. And that music. Means it's time for Believe It or Not. Remember what show that came from? I bet you Key remembers. Jay, this is before your time. Yes. Way before my time. Greatest American Hero. The Greatest American Hero. That's right. We've, we've told Jay that like three times on the show. I just refuse to remember it. He, that was a good show. <laughs> That's he, a great line. He found, he found a, a space suit. I'm going to use that at home. That had all these powers. <laughs> no, from, don't use it with the wife, Evan. It's not going to work. Believe it or not, I should use that line at home. Oh, I just no. choose not to remember. <laughs> Key, do you remember no. the premise of, of, hey, of uh, The Greatest American Hero? Yeah, the guy who looked, what he looked like or the premise of it? No, the it premise was like of it. like a fake superhero kind of yeah. with powers. With power, but he, freaking, no, what but was he, it? he threw yeah. away the yeah. instruction manual. Yeah. He never read the instruction manual. So he had the powers, but he was flying off. Never crazy. read it. Yeah. Right. Back in my day when I played. He, he had, the, he had the, the Kenny Kenny G kind of haircut yeah. going with the curly yeah. hair. I remember like I don't remember what the show was really like, but I remember as a kid thinking I liked the show. I think maybe I just liked the theme song. It was a good theme song. All right. Most people remember the theme song as uh, George Costanza's uh, answering machine. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. George's not at home, yeah. All right, here we go. Believe it or not, let's roll through some of these. Uh, The Giants will beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Believe it or not, Key? Not. 
not going to happen. The team with the best quarterback is going to win. And we all know who that is. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Despite the struggles on the defensive side of the ball and the struggles of Patrick Mahomes, the New York Giants are not a very good football team. They are a 1-5, 1-6 team, I believe. And that's just not going to get it done. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys in the studio back in New York, Jay and Max, but it's not going to happen. No, you, you, you can't make us lower than what we already are, Key. I mean, yeah. we've been disappointed since the beginning of the year. Uh, now, the question is, will they cover or not? I still don't think they're going to cover, but I get worried against our Giants, Max, when I then see Patrick Mahomes say, you know what? I have to be better. I'm going to be better. <laughs> like, oh, damn. This is, a, this is the time of year that this team typically turns it around. Yes, their defense has a lot of questions, but it's hard for me to go against Houdini, and that's who Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, uh, the Giants have two wins on the season. Man, oh, I hope they don't win geez. this game. I, what do I need? The Giants to win f- like five games so they have a worse draft pick at this point. But the fact is that uh, Patrick Mahomes is not losing to the New York Giants. If they do, it is at that point it's panic time in Kansas City. If they drop two games below 500 and lose to a two You know, the team, Giants are... Yeah. The Giants are so bad, Max, I don't even care about their record. It's like, uh, they're a bad team. So what yeah. are they? Two, yeah, one, but no, three? No, but I, if I you're know they're be, not good. <laughs> if you're going to be bad, be all the way bad. Go all get the, the edge rusher yes. you need, you know? Or all the right, quarterback. Then. Just saying. Yeah. Well, uh, Daniel Jones... Oh, Just saying. Yeah, you're One right. New York right. team did that, had the quarterback, went and got another one. Don't yeah. take Max down this road. Here please. we go. I'd have gotten Justin Fields. And they'll be getting and they'll be getting another one soon too, Evan. <laughs> yeah, they will. Arch, baby. Jameis Winston <sighs> will play his best game of the season against the Bucks this Sunday. Key. Believe. I believe that's the case. I mean, you know, in Cincinnati, I mean, in Seattle, he didn't play bad. He didn't play great. He just did what he needed to do to win. I think now you get uh, uh, better weather. You get a a team that you have to match point for point with in a quarterback like Tom Brady. And you got an offensive mind like Sean Payton is certainly going to try and put Jameis Winston in the best situation to succeed by putting those points on the board. Um, Not that they are going to win the game, but I think he'll have the best game that he's had thus far this season. Chip on his shoulder, too. So here's the question for Jameis, because after their last win, he said, you know, I stayed disciplined. I I took what the defense gave me. Well, when you start playing against the Bucs and a team that could put up points in a hurry with all the weapons that they have from Mike Evans to Antonio Brown, you know, to all their weapons – there's a tendency when you have to score a lot, you don't stay disciplined. You start taking shots at it. And my question is, will we be talking about the Saints as, man, Jameis Winston took a lot of shots and he had a couple of turnovers, and this is why you don't want him to play in shootouts. Well, I, I, I don't believe it because Michael Thomas isn't playing. Um, if he needs a, a big radius pass catcher yes. who can do a lot of things down the field – but I would disagree, guys. I think, yes, you want ball security, but I'd like a little more gambling in this game. I don't think the Saints – but it's tough, I know, because their defense is really good. So if it's a tight game, I don't want to see him being crazy. But if they need to keep pace, air it out. If you, if you turn it over at a certain point, try to win the game. Don't worry about losing it. Key, will Michael Thomas play again this year? Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. (laughs) (laughs) Evan, next up. (laughs) Uh, Jameis Winston, speaking of the Saints quarterback, 
He uh, had this to say about acquiring Mark Ingram this week. Take a listen. One of the best back condoms, uh, tandems what? in the league, right? Uh, with with the with Latavius and Alvin. I heard some Snickers, but I, excuse my language, right? One of, one of the best tandems in the league, right? So It's hot. It's fine. You almost passed. Yeah, right. Tandem was good. Is he the... He tandems and combos or condoms? Oh, my God. But he corrected himself right away. He was not unaware. It wasn't a malaprop like he didn't know what he said. He best, knew what he said. Best back condoms. That's what he said. Yeah. Believe it or not, Key, he combined tandem yeah, I, I and I don't know that I would be at a combo. Yeah, I believe that he had some other stuff on his mind. That's what I believe. I believe. So he, he, I don't. <laughs> I believe that he's thinking about <laughs> pick up a good backup hey. running back. You, you can never get enough protection. Hey, I. I <laughs> From injury. This From is, injury. This is why we should oh, just start a go- This is why we need to invest. It's, a, it's BBC. Best Buy Condoms. I mean, it's, an, it's a new brand. Just invest in it. Just own it. Mm. All right. Best back. Folks, we'll be here, yeah, we'll be here well, all week. Uh, I'm, I, 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 I like working at Disney, guys. Um, so I'm just going to move on. He said Good it, idea. not us. He said it, yeah. Uh, ready Bengals, for the weekend. The Bengals are the best team in the AFC North, Kate, believe it or not. Not. I don't believe it. I believe it's still the Baltimore Ravens. Although Cincinnati took them to the woodshed and put something on them, I think that Baltimore will bounce back. They'll see them a second time in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's certainly having an amazing season, but I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's getting close. You know why? Because the war of attrition for the Ravens is depletion after depletion. Lamar Jackson, I still think they have a slight edge. But it's pretty damn close. I believe it. I think the Bengals are the best right now. The only caveat for me is, obviously, Lamar is a lot. He, they also have a coach in a way like Tomlin that competes every year. So I know they'll be competitive. But when I look at the Bengals, they're playing defense. They got a quarterback check. They got a, a lead receiver check. And other receivers who can cause you problems check, check. And they got a back at all at very high levels. I think they're the best team in the By North the way, right at now. the beginning of the year, I heard both of you guys kind of go at Zach Taylor. Like, yep. are all those apprehensions, are they just thrown out of the window now? Because all we talk about is how good the Bengals are. Nobody questions Zach Taylor anymore. I'm just curious how we just made that pivot so fast. Still early. Okay. You know, it's still, as I said. I, I didn't make a pivot. I know I, you what, didn't, what is, that, what is that to say? What is that to say when a team is 5-2? and two? There's nothing to pivot to. Team's 5-2. and two. There's nothing to say. He's yeah. coaching. Your record is what it says it is. You're five and two. One more Nothing quick, to talk about. But the, diffi- but the difference if is with falters, Harbaugh. If talk to me. With Harbaugh, with Tomlin, I believe a team coached by those guys will be competitive come hell or high water. I don't know that about Zach Taylor yet. I just know they're balling and they're good. All right, last one, guys. The Packers have won seven straight since losing the first week of the season. They're now seven and one. The Packers will have home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, believe it or not. I don't think so. I think that you still got the Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals. You still have a a sneaky team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, depending on what happens this weekend with the New Orleans Saints. It's a long ways away. The Rams are there. Uh, I don't think so. I think Green Bay's got one, maybe two more losses in them, and so do a bunch of other teams in the NFC. I agree. 
I'll go with not. I think people are putting a lot of disrespect and not giving the attention warranted to the Los Angeles Rams. Going there, uh, yeah. they just been doing their work quietly and moving forward. But I, I think they're the best team in the NFC. I agree. I, I think the Rams might be the best team in football. I think they're getting slept on because of one bad home loss. I like the Rams or the Bucks to get the one seed. All right. That was it. That was believe it or not. The Cardinals are not the only team that suffered their first loss of the season last night. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. So the Knicks hand the Chicago Bulls a one-point loss, their first loss of the season last night. And we are joined now by Monica McNutt on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, with, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven, and good morning, Monica. What up, fam? Good morning, fellas. Let's go. Next time now, tell folks their first L's. We love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Ain't no need for that. What did you, what'd you learn no about both teams last night, Monica? <laughs> what did you take away from the game? Uh, first, oh, let me just Bing, bong. Let's go. And then, um, when it comes to this, I think the Bulls team, they didn't turn the ball over. They had seven turnovers the entire time. I actually think that they're a solid defensive unit. They pretty consistently doubled Julius last night. They're not really interested in, in offensive rebounding. They finished the game versus the Raptors with just five, um, and then they were out-rebounded by 12 versus the Knicks. DeMar DeRozan is still cold in the mid-range. Uh, Lonzo Ball didn't really have an, a notable game versus the Knicks, but I just think... The Knicks' ability to find the hot shooters at the right time. Kimba Walker has five threes in this ball game. RJ Barrett rattles off eleven points in the fourth quarter um, that kind of stem the tide. But ultimately, the the two minute drought. You're up thirteen. You go on a two minute drought. You allow the Bulls to make it close. That's the second time we've kind of seen, or actually third time we've kind of seen this Knicks team panic down the stretch. That is problematic. They were very lucky to get out of there with the dub. Monica, it's been a great start for the Knicks. It always comes back to that question for me around any team that is coached by Tibbs, is that when you start getting to like close to the halfway point, how much energy could teams like that sustain with how hard they play defensively? And I know that's a messed up question to ask because everybody should be considered to play hard all the time. But do you think this team has a depth to sustain that style of play the entire year without going through injuries and things of that sort? Jay, I think that's a great question, and we all have to knock on wood when it comes to injuries. But I do think that they race as it is currently constructed 
is the second unit for the Knicks. I mean, they came into last night as one of the best in the league, right? And I know we're only two weeks in, but the stats are what the stats are to this point in terms of outscoring other teams' secondary group. It's funny because D. Rose is technically part of that second unit, but he's on the floor to close games a lot of times, right? And if you dig into the box score, at least I don't know the time exactly last night, but over the course of the season so far, you'll look and him and Kimball will almost have split the position or the minutes, right? And so I think the depth and some of this youth turning a corner. Emmanuel quickly is struggling to shoot the basketball right now. I think he will turn a corner. Obi Toppin has given this team quality minutes. You can see where he's gotten stronger. The NBA game has slowed down just a bit. And even if he's only doing the one thing, which is defend and run the floor, he's doing it very, very well. Um, and I think Alec Burks continues to be an unsung hero in that second unit. So I do think because of their depth, and we talk about it in the studio all the time, this version of Tibbs J seems far more willing to listen to his guys mm. adjust. Not take the foot off the gas in-game, but in terms of practice habits and how I protect your bodies and help you sustain the type of intensity that he's looking to maintain over the course of the season. Monica, what does it say about uh, Zach Levine dropping basically a quarter on a Knicks head with a torn ligament in his thumb? Says he's tough, Key, like a football player. Let's go. Um, <laughs> he, his, first of all, that was in his offhand, so let's not get too carried away. Um, he still is a bucket, but I think Zach Levine's upside is is tremendous. And I, that core that the Bulls have, I said this on first take earlier this week. I think that they are going to surprise in the East. Now I don't know that they'll necessarily be better than the Knicks. I think those teams are going to see each other all the way through. But Zach Levine, Demar Derozan to me, Lonzo Ball, it's so, it's so beautiful when they're going because it's simple, right? Like Zach Levine can score at all levels. Lonzo has tremendous vision. And DeMar DeRozan is still one of the coldest dudes when it's time to get a mid-range bucket or get to the rim in the league. So um, I'm, I'm excited for Zach Levine. I, I wonder, it's in his offhand. So I don't think that injury is going to bother him too, too much if he can just kind of nurse it back to health. Um, what's up with my Lakers, though, right now? Everybody hating on them, including Jay. So what's, what, what's up with him? No. What's wrong with him? <laughs> okay, so. Okay, so here's my thing. I am surprised by the start by the Lakers. It's been a little ugly. I do think they're going to get it together. But I have the same concern I had when the team first got together. Who's going to play this the regular season, right? Because you got a bunch of vets that are only interested in chasing a ring. And Anthony Davis has to be both productive and healthy because, to me, he is the cog that makes the whole thing operate. Meantime, the Nets... Well, what they supposed to be into? Chasing a ring. So are you okay with how they started the season knowing that? I still think it's a little it's a little uglier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Monica, <laughs> we got about a, a little over a minute. Um, the Lakers been struggling out the gate. They'll get it together. James Harden also, and he's yeah. blamed it on the fact that he couldn't play pickup. He's rehabbing this and that, but also there's no D'Antoni. There have been rules changes. There's no Kyrie. What do you see? Like, what can the what can the uh, Nets do to get him going? Max, I, I'm I'm struggling not to take this at face value. And Jay, y'all know this, right? You make your most gains in the offseason. And while we on NBA Twitter and consumers love to crack jokes about the summer runs, that's real. Yeah. Like, I think people forget how crazy James Harden looked last year versus the close out the year. You know what I mean? And so I am completely 100% 
barring the hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. The Nets, again, I think you got a guy like KD. James gets healthy. I believe that they'll figure it out. But I think people want stars in the league. But, like, the Nets role players know exactly what – it's really about James Harden getting healthy to me. And I think the way that him – and Trey Young said it last night, too, them not getting those foul calls, they have to adjust to this new style in which the refs are calling the games. Yeah. Yeah, guys like Westbrook and James Harden, they have, you know, when they have eight, ten years in the league as superstars, they didn't forget how to play basketball. Thank you, Monica. Appreciate it. Great to see you as always. Monica McNutt, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.